Welcome into this week's edition of the Legend Rewind Podcast. I'm Rusty Ellis, and joining me this week are not one, but two Upper Cumberland legends, as former White County Warriorette guards Candid and Kendria Reeves sat down with not just myself, but also UCR's Kaylee Means to discuss their careers and so much more. Without further ado, let's get started. So, Candon, we'll start with you. Uh, first memory of basketball, like, what's the farthest back you can go remembering just the game of basketball? I remember in third grade at Car Care, I was playing at Woodland Park Elementary, and we won a game that we weren't supposed to win. And if we won this game, we could pie our coach in the face. One of the coaches was my dad, and so I was really pumped, and we got to all pie him in the face. So where did that come from? I'll, I'll get, we'll get to Kendria's in a second, but wh- where did that where did that deal come from? I have to know. Um, this team was really really good. And Who was it? Do you remember? Was it Domino's? I think it was a Domino's. It was a Domino's <laughs> team. And, I love it. And we weren't supposed to win, and they said if we win, then we'll go to the championship. So we had to win this game. <laughs> we won that game, and we caught him in the face. <laughs> he said, if you win, you get to pass in the face. So we all were very determined. I'm sure at that point, when, it, when it's someone who runs you as often as I know basketball coaches can do, that had to be a good moment, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was my dad, for one. And the other coach was a family friend. So it was fun. So, Kendria, what about you? Mine was in third grade, um, playing on car care. And I think we were tied. And it was – um, Adam Hickey and Jim Delaney were my coaches, and I remember them calling a timeout. And Adam was like, "Ken, go get the ball." And he was like, "And just score." And he was like, "Win." And I did that, and I remember like him throwing me over his shoulders. And that was probably the farthest I'll go back. And you said you were how old when that happened? Third grade. So what's that like in third grade when a coach tells you to go get the ball and essentially go win the game? Um, like a chicken with their head. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember getting thrown over my shoulders, and I do remember him, like, pulling me aside. He was like, just go get the ball and go shoot. <laughs> That's funny. I like it. So, I guess the simplest question I could follow that up with for each of you, why why was basketball the sport that y'all gravitated to? Because cheerleading was no fun. That's what <laughs> I started. I remembered a couple years ago when we did the interview about – we did we did an interview, and y'all mentioned y'all did cheerleading. I remember yes, that. because cheerleading was not fun. I wanted to cheerlead. <laughs> and I ended up playing basketball with Kana. Kana was the one that wanted to play yeah. basketball at first. It was more aggressive and up to beat and more my style. <laughs> she was the one that talked me into it. So, Kendria, why did you want to do cheerleading? Um, I've always been more girly, I think. Okay. And then mom's like, mom and dad were both kind of like, y'all, maybe y'all can play the same thing. And then Kendria talked me into it. She's like, just play. And so I started playing. She played before me. There was a season she played without me. And then the next season I tried out. And that's how we started. So playing organized basketball, what what was 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 third grade? Was that where y'all started playing organized for the first time? Did y'all do AAU or anything? Actually, my first time ever trying out for basketball, I didn't make it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, I cried. Whatever, I was little. And <laughs> it's then, the classic Michael Jordan story. Yes. <laughs> and then um, we did like a little league stuff and got better. And then coach was like, "Oh, you're actually decent." So then I made the team the next year. Our first year playing AAU was fourth grade for Tennessee Rush. Okay. That was our first year playing travel ball. Was okay. it fourth grade? So how much work is AAU ball, if you're being honest? How much work is it? It's a lot of time and money and practice. 
meeting I think my favorite thing with travel ball was meeting new people from different areas because when we played with Tennessee Flight in high school we met girls from Memphis and we still are in contact with them so I think like lifelong friends from different countries and getting to play really good competition is always my favorite part is the is the meeting new people because I know a lot of people say that when they play AAU ball that's one of the best parts of it is the meeting is that something that like kids nowadays appreciate enough or yes. do you think do you think that kids maybe take that for granted yes um some people might take it for granted and don't realize how many friends they make mm-hmm. I still I think I keep in contact with girls I played with travel ball more than I did with high school mm-hmm. like I'm still in contact with them today so. My other question with AAU, and I, I've asked a lot of people this, what's the biggest difference between, say, AAU ball and playing for a school? What's the biggest difference? I think um, playing for a school, you have more, like, community support. Compared with travel ball, it's just your parents and your siblings coming to watch. Mm-hmm. But and I feel like AAU, not a lot of people know you and know how you play, and you're just kind of out there. With high school ball, they all know who you are. They know how you play. They know every little detail of you. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm sure Kaylee could probably add something to this, but because I, I know we talk again, we talked about this. So growing up, obviously in the same household as twins, playing the same sport, how competitive would it get in the driveway, or how competitive would it be in practice and stuff like that? Like y'all have to have some great stories. We will there. fight. We would <laughs> work for frappes. We would for frappes. Yes. That's interesting. When we were like younger or mom and dad would make us play at the outside high school courts mm-hmm. and mom's like whoever wins get a frappe and we would like claw each other those had to be blood baths we would be bleeding we and bruises and like mom finally had to cut it it was like okay y'all both get one because get a frappe. we would come home <laughs> and we would take it home with us like we would be so mad <laughs> Kaylee do you have any stories from them about this like do you, were you ever brought in any of this I think I would just have to ask like how is it kind of growing up in a basketball family because you two for instance and then you have Isaac who just kind of towers over all y'all and I know there's more people in the family <laughs> my brother play. yes Dagan as well um I don't know it's kind of cool that we all kind of understand where we're at what level they're at like my brother has um us to look forward to when he grows up and gets to go to high school which he'll go to high school next year so everybody will kind of know who he is which is good for him i guess um, i don't know <laughs> so uh, kind of in that same vein growing up in a basketball family did it help to have people at home to talk basketball with or it was it was, I about to say was or was there were there days where you were like you know what maybe today we don't talk shop yeah. let's kind of just get away from it. Everybody has their own opinion too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's always it had its pros and cons because sometimes I'm like man I wish mom didn't know what was going on <laughs> and then like on the way home from like after games like if we played bad like I already knew I was like oh no this car ride home the car, the car ride home ride is gonna home. be fun yes. yeah. Sometimes if we have a good game, you just want to get it over with, like, good job and move on. Yeah. So it just depends what game and how we play. So one thing I've wondered, was there ever a time where you had to kind of, I don't want to say have a come-to-Jesus moment, but had to, like, learn how to separate the court from the house and, you know, if something happened in-game that maybe led to a dispute, you kind of had to learn to let that go before you got home? Yeah, that caused a lot of conflict in high school. (laughs) Yes. A lot of conflict. And... 
we had a lot of home problems going on and it went into basketball and it affected our team and finally I had to tell my coach I was like hey there's this going on I'm just warning you and so once you talk to your coach and once you open up a little bit it usually calms down after a while but yeah I feel like our parents kind of knew like they were always hard on us but like I feel like they to its extent they were like they kind of knew what to say and like once we got like our senior year they were way better about it than any other because we kind of were like and like that's when we, we committed or the beginning of senior year so they weren't as hard on us I think okay so growing up playing the game who were some coaches that y'all remember that made big impacts on you I've had a lot of coaches, so I really liked, okay, the one I butted heads more, I learned more from. Okay. So, like, my middle school coach, Shauna Haley, I learned a lot from her, but we did have times, one-on-one conversations where we would butt heads, but I did learn a lot from her, and I learned a lot from my dad. He was always been my coach. He's always been dad. He was always our coach. My go-to man. He'll understand what I'm talking about. It's kind of like my side coach. I got you. I think um, Coach Dodgen was mm-hmm. – me and him, we saw eye to eye. And I think he always – I don't know. He always just gave me the green light for anything. And I think he just understood me better than – any other coaches I've had. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more about about playing for Coach Dodge in here, and man, he's gonna love listening to this. By the way, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but but talk about how important was it for you guys to have coaches that you feel like cared about you as human beings more so than just athletes? Because I know that for a lot of people nowadays, it's having you know a mentor of sorts away from home, away from the family, that uh, that kind of helps you get through again that kind of that day to day life. Um. I will say that I've been in both positions. Uh, I've been on an AAU team where they only play tall people. I'm not saying any names. They only play like tall people, athletic people. And then you got me. I'm really short. And um, so that was a conflict. But I do like how most of our coaches were very um, sentimental. They knew how we played. They understood. They They were caring. Yeah, like they cared outside, like not only about basketball, but they cared like about our home life too, our school, and stayed up up to date on their schoolwork, and they did care. So always checked on us, make sure we were okay. So, what's you mentioned playing middle school ball? So I have to ask, how big is the difference between middle school and high school ball? It's a complete ball game. I, it's the competition's way different. Um, the knowledge is different. I've heard people plays, say it's almost like a completely different sport. The plays are different. Everything's just it's like a, a whole new level. level. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like middle school is more like still learning. Mm-hmm. Like from the elementary to middle school, yeah. it's you're still learning. And then high school, you you should know all the things. Yeah. And that now you put them to work. I think from elementary to middle school was a big change and then middle school to high school was a big change and then even when we played college like that was a big change too mm-hmm. I think any level is just completely different yeah. that's what I've heard a lot of people say that it almost feels like learning a new language when mm-hmm. you go to that next yes. level you, you it's like you're not playing the same sport anymore same thing with college ball. Mm-hmm. when you go to you college learn, ball it's and you switch different. coaches too and each coach is different like each coach is different how they want you to play mm-hmm. so that was 
that was good about AAU is that we know that every coach is different so that we played AAU ball and we could go back to another coach and switch it all up. So, so you mentioned playing for a lot of coaches. How many coaches have you played for? Because when you say like learning to every coach is different and you said you had a lot of coaches, I'm kind of curious now, how many have you played for? Because you made it sound like it was a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> Ten? Probably. About 10 or 11. A lot. It was a lot. So what, what's the biggest challenge playing for different coaches in such a short amount of time like that? What's, what's the biggest challenge there? Um, Is it just adjusting, or yeah, what do you think? Adjusting and uh, being patient. Matching their style like of playing, because I feel like me and Ken are very, like, get it and go and very fast-paced. And then we had some coaches that were very, like, run plays and – that was hard, and yeah, slowing down was very hard for some coaches. So, in in y'all's development as basketball players, what for each of you was kind of the biggest on court hurdle to get over? It, when it came to you know what your skills were as basketball players, being short, <laughs> being one of the shortest That's on the fair. court was probably the hardest. Because I mean, even coaches would overlook us and be like, "Oh, they're too short." That was probably the hardest one. And sometimes, since we are so competitive, being on the same team was could hard, be hard because we played the same position yeah. and the same exact size and everything. So that was hard too. Just competing for the same spot against each other. Mm-hmm. So when you guys got to high school, what what was kind of the first couple of years of high school ball like for you? Um, difficult because <laughs> it was a switch. Um, we had to be more in shape because that's another thing. Mm-hmm. High school ball, you're very um, – not, I won't say slow, but you're, like, not at their pace yet. Yeah. So, getting in shape. Um, I remember uh, my freshman year, DeAndre Luna, okay. she rolled her ankle, I think it was, and she was a starting point guard my freshman year. And I remember having to start a few games, and that was, like, a freshman starting was really big, <laughs> especially filling in her shoes. So, Your first start, you had to be terrified, right? Yes, I was very <laughs> nervous because she's a great ball player, and like I felt like I had a lot to carry. To carry as a freshman. So, who were some of y'all's favorite teammates to play with those first couple of years? Was DeAndra one of them? Yeah, I I like DeAndra. Um, <laughs> she was someone that I definitely looked up to just because she was the senior point guard coming into high school. So I did look up to her. We played for one team and we had three sets of twins, including us. And that, that was, was really that was fun. so fun. That's wild. I'm trying to imagine that. We right played now. with the Monday twins from Park okay. Range, the Dunaways from Cookville. Yep, I remember them. And a few other people. But that was a really fun yes. That was so fun. I'm trying to imagine like looking at a bench and like seeing like the same two people for <laughs> yes. like six yes. people in a row. At like, least that's... we didn't look like our coaches <laughs> would like we would have to wear different headbands because she would be so <laughs> confused and she would just have to look at the numbers. Deanna, what's her name? Uh, Upperman High School girls coach. Dana? Dana. Yes, we played for her. Okay. And seventh grade and she was a very, very y'all played y'all played for some really for some really tough coaches to play for too. So, well, well, I'll start there because I actually didn't know that about y'all. Yes. So, what what is playing for Dana McWilliams? What's that like, and how hard is she on her players? Um, I love playing for her, but she was a very, that's what I, very I hear a lot of people say coach. that that like you know she's hard on you, but yes. you really you learn to love playing for her. We oh, yeah. learned a lot, and I think just that if she wasn't hard on you, then there's a problem. Just yes. that summer league, just playing with her, like I felt like we definitely expanded our offensive game with her. Mm-hmm. For sure. I liked how she was very uh, fast-paced and she was 
very um, broad. Like she wouldn't just sugarcoat it if you did something wrong. She'd be like, you did this, fix it. There was no confusion if there was anything she didn't like, right? And a lot of coaches do sugarcoat it so they don't hurt your feelings. And she was like, she was very, and we were in seventh grade in middle school at this time. Okay. So that was probably one of my favorite teams. Playing, so you said you played with the Mondays, with the Dunaways. Yes. So, so again, that, that feels like with the Mondays, again, it's two players that play similar positions to you. How competitive yes. was that? It was hard because they're smaller than us. Mm-hmm. So, like, we would, and we would play some big teams. And we would beg, we would beg her to let us, we're like, please let us all play together. I'm about like, to say, was there ever a time when all four of y'all were on yes, the court? Yes, there was. <laughs> and me and Katie would be playing, like, we'd be play, being post players <laughs> because they were smaller than yeah. us. But it was fun running with them. And um, Julia Curtis was with us yeah. okay. also. So we had a post. So we played with Julia Curtis. <laughs> so it was, it was four guards and Julia. Yes. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. Pace and we've actually played with Julia in travel ball every about since freshman year. Julia okay. was on our team. Okay. So when you got past freshman year, because you became the point guard your sophomore year, so what was what was that like for you, kind of following DeAndre Luna? Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was very <laughs> stressful. Um, I feel like Coach Dodgen, like. He guided me very well. Like, he just didn't leave me out. Just to, But he was very supportive about it. And uh, he gave me the green light. So he was like, you can do it. And I think he trusted me a lot. So that helped knowing my coach trusted me. Is that the biggest thing a coach can do for a player is put trust in them like that? Yes. And he gave a lot of trust, too, because that's a as a sophomore, that's a lot to do is start for a high school team. Okay. So – Candon, we'll start with you for this next one. So you guys obviously played in a district that featured some incredible talent, especially the last couple of years. <clears throat> who who were some of your favorite players to play against? I really liked playing against Cookville, obviously. That's yeah. a game everybody wants to see because um, I really love the atmosphere during Cookville games, and that just kind of gets everybody's fire up. And then um, I liked playing Stone because they had really, really good – Girls, really good competition. They're always fun to play. Um, trying to think. I liked playing against Mallory Hampton. Okay. At Ray she County. She was a very tough. She's a great about to, player. That's a, that's a challenging guard very right there. That's a great challenge. player, but I got better playing against her. Mm-hmm. I played against her during travel ball because we practiced in the same facility so because I remember y'all played them in the district championship y'all senior yes. year yes. and it, it, I remember watching her and I'm sure that this this is probably just status quo it was the first time I'd ever seen her in person and it seemed like she single-handedly kept that team yes. in the game oh, yeah. and was just willing them oh, yeah. to being within a possession mm-hmm. so you, you loved playing against her what about you Kendria um, mine was probably Maddie Buck from Stone that's a good I, me and Maddie <laughs> would always I feel like we would always I mean after the game we would shake each other's hands but they in the game we would butt heads like we were I think she was probably the toughest one and like playing I'm like oh I'm gonna have to guard Maddie yeah like I knew it like I always knew so that she was probably the biggest one that I was always she challenged me the most I would say so I have to ask a question I've actually wondered for a couple of years now, and I still wonder it when I see these two teams play. Um, obviously, like I think a lot of athletes in this area, regardless of whether you go to Cookville, Sparta, Crossville, uh, even when you get to like you know Jamestown and you know Clark Range, a lot of people are friends with each other. Even though obviously the games get heated, the one, the two teams I've never thought ever liked each other off the quarter on was always White County and Stone though. So did y'all were y'all actually friends with the, some of the players off court, or, or 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 was it more of a rivalry? 
uh, a lot of it was more rivalry because they played so aggressive and so tough and we'll play tough back. Um, but we did have like Emma Caps, we played with yeah. her. Mm-hmm. We, um, we were close with Emma. Uh, we played on three on three tournaments with Emma. We would ask her, we're like, hey, you want to come be your post player? And, like, and Emily Boyd. Emily Boyd. She was a great above us, I believe. Yes. But um, them two were probably the ones that. We talked to the most at Stone, but like with Cookville, we talked to wait like the Dunaways. Like we'll hang out with them. And I feel like Stone was a definitely a bigger rivalry than Cookville actually. Was. Which is crazy when you think about yeah. White County Cookville. Well, and the reason I said that is because I always felt like with White County Cookville, like there was a little bit of trash talk, but it really felt like both teams were just kind of there just to ball. Yeah. It just felt like they were there to play. Yeah, with Stone, it always felt like the, everybody. like everybody hated each yes. other. It always felt like that. It was. Um, <laughs> A lot of people disagreed in a lot of ways and played dirty sometimes. Not I feel name like names. The, com- <laughs> the competition was, I think, like the matchup was better against Stone. Okay. And I think that has something to do with it too because I think everyone on the court matched up perfectly. And at one point it was Cumberland County too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we played them a lot. And that was always and that was always a good competition. So. Let me ask you: Did did did, that, did those games being district games, Stone and Cookville, did those make the rivalries better? Oh yeah. Those being district games where they mean a little bit more as well, because now obviously you know with realignment and everything, Cookville and White County are no longer even in the same no, classification. That's crazy. But it still has that rivalry feel. But do you think that the, it being a district game as well gave more meaning to it? Yes, it's not the same anymore. I feel <laughs> like I went to the Cookville game recently, and I was like, "That's crazy," because I remember the atmosphere is just different. Yeah. Just knowing that it's not in the same it's, district anymore. It's not a big game. Not, it's not trying a to game. beat the team down the road for a championship. <laughs> so, what are, do y'all have any great Cookville Sparta stories, any great games that y'all remember that just stick out to y'all? Is that when you I had that one? I had a half-court shot against Cookville at home. Okay. I do, it was past it, half. It was past half-court, and I do remember that against <laughs> Cookville. I don't know if it was my junior or senior year, but I do remember throwing it um, – it was the buzzer was about to go off, and I remember throwing it and making it for halftime. And I just remember everyone tackling me. And I remember, I think we were barely winning, but I think Coach Dodger was like, "You're lucky you made that." <laughs> like I do remember that. He was like, "I think I probably would have gotten in trouble if I would have not made it." But he was like, "You're lucky you made that." The Sonic Shootout, we played them and beat them in the Sonic Shootout, the championship. Okay. And we ended up winning. Gotcha. That was fun. So let's talk about Coach Dodgen next, and we'll start with you here because you you sound like you really enjoyed playing for him. Yes. So what is a typical practice with uh, Coach Dodgen like? A lot of threes. I felt like we shot. <laughs> there's part of me that's not surprised by I that. I felt there's like part... we shot a lot of threes, um, and I, we I think we mostly worked on offense in practices is what he focused on the most. But he trusted. Um, I did love playing for Coach Dodgen, but I think it's because he did trust me and I trusted him. And I think we just had that point guard, yeah. head coach bond, I think. Kendon, what's your perspective here? I really, I really, really learned from him. But, yes, we did butt heads sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's any coach I feel like. Yeah. Um, I did like playing for him. I did like his momentum that mm-hmm. he played. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked how he was uh, – very organized when he mm-hmm. played. Like, yeah. he knew what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always fun. Because sometimes not everybody will let me and my sister play at the same time. Yeah. And he was all for it. 
Okay. He knew we played better together usually. Mm-hmm. He knew how he played, and I yeah. like that he knows, like, exactly everything about his players, like the style they want to do. And I think he, like, he knew I liked defense and she liked offense. Okay. Yeah, and I think he, like, even with just, like, like Julia and everyone, like, he tried to put it, like, his offense and defense to match everybody's style. Okay. It, it seemed like, and I, I've said this about him for a couple of years now, ever since I've been doing this, that he, when things are going well, especially, it seems like he really knows how to push the right buttons about like when to yes. make the right sub, yes. when to switch a, a rotation. Or mm-hmm. uh, did y'all find that to be the case as well? He's very knowledgeable in basketball, so I think that helps. He's a, lot. a very smart coach. Yes, he will take risk every once in a while, but sometimes he's just like, "This is what we're doing. You can do it." Okay. And he's very confident in a lot of his players. Okay. Which so, is awesome. so I kind of asked this one already, so it'll be a little out of order. But I asked you about what y'all's favorite players to play against. What were some of y'all, y'all's favorite opposing gyms to go play in? Whether it was just the atmosphere from the students that have section of that game, you know, heckling, or whether it's just you know a fun gym to play in. What were some of y'all's favorite opposing gyms to go play in? I, I Cookville is always fun. I've always <laughs> that's a no brainer. I think I always played really well. At Warren County. Okay. Um, oh, I really cool. liked playing at Warren County because their student section was always to the floor and it yeah. kind of kept me going. <laughs> Even though they were screaming at me, I really liked that. Um, I liked Stone. Okay. Their gym. I don't know why. Well, their gym's nice. I like their yes, gym. Yes. Cookville's gym's my favorite, but I always played good at Cookville, I felt like. Like, I always had good games at Cookville. Um, The worst gym, I think, uh, would be Ray County. Okay. I've actually never seen their gym. It was just so far and and so open. Okay. And no atmosphere. Yeah. I would say Ray County was the worst one. That was not my favorite. Because I'm about to say, I've always, you know, I spoke to somebody that played at Cookville for one of these earlier ones, and he said that, the difference in playing at Sparta, the difference in playing at Cookville, when you go to Cookville, there's so much space behind the basket. Yes. You go to Sparta and there's no space yeah. whatsoever. Did that actually, did that make a difference in y'all's opinion? Oh, yeah. That's probably why Ray County's our least favorite because it's so open. Yeah. But when you have our gym, it's like more everybody's watching, you feel like, and everybody's into the game. And I don't think you can beat our gym. Like, I feel like our gym is just... It's one of a kind, I think. And I think it's just because, like, as soon as you walk in, like, it's just the tradition that you see on the walls and everything. So, y'all senior year, there was, I remember a stretch of games where the team didn't play so well. I remember this, and it was going into the district tournament, and I know you guys had to play in the play-in game just to get to the, you know, to yeah. get to the region to keep it. You know, you had to play against Warren. I remember because y'all shot the absolute lights out <laughs> against them. Probably one of the best shooting displays I've ever seen. Um and then that ended up, y'all ended up making all the way to, the, what, the region semis, I think, yes. after after kind of, you know, Stone, faltering a little bit yes, down the stretch yes. there. But, but you know, you, you, you beat Stone in the district tournament, yep. and you, you win the district championship. What happened over that those couple of weeks that changed and led to that run? Um, a lot of arguments with the team, I feel like. Because yeah. everybody, it started getting more stressful and closer and closer every game. And I feel like everybody started, like, Packing on each other. Practices were definitely, I feel like, more serious, like intense, more intense, and I feel like that took it into the locker room sometimes, and so that. So what was the game? The game in the district tournament against Stone, because you know I have to ask you about that because that was, I'm sure at that point in the year when they went up, I think they went up by 15 or 16 mm-hmm. at one point. That probably you probably at some point in your head are like, here we go again, yeah. all that. 
you guys end up coming back. Gracie hits the shot at the end of regulation, and you end up beating them at over in overtime. Uh, what was the shift in that game? Where, where were y'all able to come back in that game? Um, playing at home helped. I feel like like playing at home helped, and um, I think it was after halftime. Like we all kind of were just like, okay, we can do it. I think we all just kind of had a have little spark. Okay. Have the same mentality. Yeah. Okay. And then winning the district championship, that had to be a rewarding feeling as well. Yes. I feel like beating Stone, yes, it was nice winning a district championship, but beating Stone was probably <laughs> – Was a plus. Was a very – and I think we had so much energy coming from that, mm-hmm. and I think that's what helped us. Because I think we did – I don't know how much we beat him by, but I feel like we just – it was easier beating Ray County at that time, but I think it's because we were just so confident after mm-hmm. coming from a big win from Stone. So, before I ask y'all the harder question, I want to ask because this is, you know, that's obviously the COVID year when everything got canceled. Mm-hmm. So, from y'all's perspective, and I've asked, I've asked Gracie Dodgen, she's done one of these episodes, I've asked her about this, I've asked other people about it. If the state tournament had not gotten canceled, do y'all think Stone would have won the, the 3A state championship? Possibly. I'm, yes, I believe so. I think they And would I would have been, even though they're a rivalry, I would have been so happy that they won. I would have been happy for them, but then, like, I would have thought, like, that's we could have been there because we, yeah. we beat them. And I, I think I would have had mixed emotions about it, I think. It's just I've always found it interesting because I think that that's a team that a lot of people are going to look back on with mm-hmm. what ifs because yeah. – their hardest matchup, if a lot of people believe, was in the first round against Science Hill, and yeah. they beat Science Hill by 15. So yeah. I always just I always like getting people's opinions on that because that is just a big what if. That yeah, entire year is a big what if. Yeah, that sucks for them. That's like they couldn't finish it. Yeah. So what was here's here's the hard question. What was y'all's y'all's last game in Sparta? The, you know, the kind of last game that y'all played as you know as Warriorettes. What was kind of that like? What was that feeling like walking off the court for the last time? Emotional. Mm-hmm. Very emotional. Um, sometimes I kind of felt like it was a little like stress reliever because it was so um, stressful for uh, us to keep going forward. And um, but it was very sad. But I was kind of excited because I got to do college ball right after, so we had something to look forward to. But it was very, very, very emotional because I remember. Uh, I think there was like eight seconds left, and we knew the game was over. And I remember walking to the middle of the court and just kind of like making a like a turning all the way around just looking at all like taking it in one more time and I remember just sobbing after like as soon as I finished looking at it I was like ma'am this is over basketball ball was over so what did what did life after that what did life after uh, White County look like for y'all crazy it was a <laughs> roller coaster um we played at Thomas Moore for a semester and four and a half hours away four, yes yeah. Um, it was definitely, even practices were way more intense. Playing with the shot clock was different. Um, COVID, of course, was mm-hmm. crazy, and I feel like that was very hard to deal with. Okay. Um, he was a great coach. Coach too. Hands, I loved him. Like, he was such a great coach. He actually helped me with my offensive game, even though I didn't stay super long. Um, my shots were improving, and he had a lot of confidence in everybody shooting. No All the new were. freshmen, he had, he was like, y'all better, like, when we would scrimmage each other and, like, say we didn't shoot it, he would lot into us. He was like, y'all better shoot. And, like, as freshmen, he's like, it doesn't matter. He, um, he was very welcoming, too. Okay. Like, it wasn't like, I'm a freshman in college, I'm super scared, I don't know these people. He he knew how we felt, so he was okay. very... He would always check on us. He, may, he tried to make it easy on you. Oh, yes. Okay. 
So now let's get to the fun stuff. What are y'all doing today? Candon, I know you're obviously in the middle of wedding planning. Yes. You want to look at cabinets later today? Is that what you said? (laughs) Yes. Fun stuff, right? Adult stuff? Adult stuff. (laughs) I have a great full-time job. Um, I work with kids that have autism. Okay. And I love it, or behaviors or whatever. Um, I absolutely love it. I'm still doing school. Okay. uh, To major in special ed. Um... And then I got engaged, wedding planning, I am building a house. Is it every bit as stressful as you thought it would be? Yes. Going up is not fun. When I get it over with, I'm going to be super excited. But well, at least you've got Kaylee here for that as well that yes. you can talk to. We got each other's weddings to go to. Oh, yeah. So much fun. So, Kendry, what about you? What are you currently doing? So, when I I came home last December, and I she transferred to a different school to finish school. And I completely dropped out for a semester and I decided just to work. And then I finally decided to go back to school in July. And now I'm currently in esthetician school. And I graduate in less than two months. Okay. And so um, I'll be working in a salon in Smithville. (laughs) So I'll already be starting my career in about two months. So what led to the interest in that? Um, I think it was my mom. My mom's a cosmetologist. And I think (laughs) just mom encouraging me to do it but like I wanted to take a break from like school because I I was undecided my major when I went to Thomas More so I was like no clue what I wanted to do and I was like I'm just gonna work for a semester and figure it out and then like I was doing research on it and like it interested me so so the way I love to close all these out I always ask the same questions so for I'm asking it's a two-part question you both get the answer you can't copy each other um (laughs) What is some advice that you would give the younger generation of athletes today to, you know, if they wanted to get to the next level like you two got to, what's some advice you would give them? And then what is some advice you'd go back and give your younger self? Do you want me to go first? You go first. You got it. Okay. So my advice would be if you want to continue basketball, always practice. We were in the gym every day, every hour, I feel like, and, um, that really helps um, having other people around you that would help you too and having a good um, good friend group also helped because all of most of our friends were very basketball related and so that kept our momentum going um, uh, if I should give you yourself oh um, I don't know be more confident um, be more passionate I guess, probably. Um, I was very um, a stressful person, so I was always worried, and I feel like to be more open and less worried probably would have helped me out in the long run, but um, probably. Kendra, what about you? Oh, I think for the younger generation, um, just don't take it for granted, because I think, like I would have told my younger self, don't take it for granted. Um, and just to show up every day and work hard, probably what I would tell you. But I would definitely say, like, don't take it for granted because after now it's over, and I like I feel like I definitely take it for granted. Just all the hours in the gym, and then to my younger self, it'd probably be um, I don't know, probably just to be more passionate about it okay. because. Um, my younger self, I thought it would last forever, and now here I am thinking, because that was my dream, was to play college basketball, and um, I think that 
not everything works out the way you want it to. Hey, you a good pizza delivery driver. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> about to say, so I'm surprised you did, you mentioned that. So I've probably told you all this. I actually, before I did this job, I was a general manager at a Domino's. Really? I was. Uh, I uh, love working for Domino's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved it when I did it, and then I got the offer to move out here for this. So, but no, I loved. It. I just thought that was funny. Yes. That that that, that I've told people that so many times, and yet no, I've never had someone that actually related yes. to that. So that, that's how I started I was being a driver. Working for Domino's is just so fun. And being a driver is a lot of fun. Um, I've almost been there for a year, which is kind of crazy, <laughs> but I do love. And John Powers is so fun to work with. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard I've heard a lot of people say yes, that about. John's him. a great guy. Again, that was former White County Warriorettes guards, Candon and Kendria Reeves.